All right. What's up, lady? How are you? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day? Oh, it was good. Happy to be here though now. So Yeah, I know, right? Now we can just dial in and everything else can wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, today's going to be a really good episode because I had like the strangest encounter yesterday at dinner. It was, it was so wild. Like we decided we didn't want to cook. We wanted to go out to dinner. And um, when we went to dinner, there were these, these two men, right? That were um, sitting at the bar area and we're sitting in the dining area. And Tristan waved to them, my son, he waved to them mm -hmm. and, you know, they waved back and I never think anything of it because Tristan's just super friendly. He waves to everybody. Yeah. Um, but then it was like, that's all it took. And the rest of the night I could even, couldn't even eat my dinner because I was watching these men just stare at Tristan the entire time he was eating. Now, what kind of looks were they giving? Like, kind of like plotting, like, oh, look at that little kid. Like what kind of vibes were you getting? It was just like creepy, like, it was just, it was like, I wasn't sure, honestly. At first I was like, okay, maybe they're just kind of enamored by him because maybe he brings up some type of like nostalgia or something. Like maybe they had a little boy once or something. I, I don't know. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But then as mm -hmm. I kept staring and they just wouldn't take their eyes off of him, I just started getting like the heebie-jeebies. And one of them actually had their back, their back faced forward and so Tristan was behind and he literally kept like breaking his neck to turn around and stare every so often like just to the point to where I just I, it was just it was weird and I told Tom I was like dude this something is wrong and he was like mm, are you sure and I'm like no like watch like something's wrong and I left I went to go to the bathroom came back and Tom was like yeah no they haven't taken their eyes off Tristan and Anyway, so the whole night I'm just like, and mind you too, they're like sneezing the whole time, like in their hands, right? What? Like <laughs> make, making this scene, like the loudest freaking oh. sneeze. Like everybody in there is like, what the fuck? Um, it was just absurd. And, you know, you could tell they're like just getting trashed. And anyways, well, they finally get up to leave, but they come towards our table and they're just like, oh, you know, we've been watching you, little boy. And, you know, they went out to shake his hand and I was like, no, 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 thanks, but have a good night. And then they kept like pushing forward to try to do it again. And I said, have a good night. No, thanks. Like I was so loud. I don't want to scream in your ear, but I was, I had just projected my voice. So like robust that everybody was just kind of like staring at us because I wanted everyone to be on alert. Like something yeah. is happening here. Like they have completely been staring at him all night. Anyway, so I guess they kind of freaked out a little bit because I got so loud and they ended up leaving. But like Tom and I are like looking at Tristan like, dude, we got to have a talk because I don't ever want to kill his like spirit at all. I want him to be a friendly boy. Like I talk to strangers every day. That's what we do for a living until they're friends. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have to also be cognizant of like, are these people nice or is, or is there crossing a boundary? Right. Like what were their intentions to be friendly, befriend you, groom him? Like, you don't know, like this is a crazy world we live in. Right. But I mean, when it comes to your kid, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, we're always over. We have to be protective. And oh, I mean, yeah. and how old is Tristan again? He's, He's eight. Yeah. I mean, 
And he just didn't get it. He was just like, mom, they were really nice. And I was just like, well, why do you think they're nice? Well, because they're old. Well, not all old people are nice. Not all young people are nice. Like, you don't know what people's intentions are. I said, look, he didn't even look at dad and, and mom or, or come to shake our hand. They went directly to talk to you and touch you. Like, unacceptable. Like, you have to be aware of your of your surroundings. And so it was a big thing just to make sure that I told him, I'm like, and you, you can't let anyone touch you without your permission either. You know what I mean? Like, you have the right to protect your body. And we're always getting on Tristan too, because he gets comfortable and he's playing with kids and he feels like he can get in their face and hug them or do whatever. And I'm just like, boundaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, I mean, it's something you don't think about. Like you said, like he, they went over to shake your hand, but then what's that telling Tristan? Like, okay, like, so um, it's innocent. We're shaking hands, but like, you know, if something, God forbid, were to happen where he got touched inappropriately, would he be like, oh, well, this is okay because I'm friendly with strangers. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely we need to educate them young and, you know. And so Devorah's older. I mean, she's like a teenager now, isn't she? Yeah, she's 13. Jeez Louise. So like, what has that been like growing up too? Because I mean, girls, boys, whatever, you know, but I feel like, gosh, if I had a little girl, I'd be even, I'm already protective over Tristan, but a, a little girl, I don't know. Like I, it, did you have to do anything specific to kind of make sure, or did, were people ever weird when she was growing up or? Yeah. So, I mean, she was part of, you know, I don't want to say the name, but I mean, she was part of an after school activity and this one, one of the, I guess, counselors kind of gave me like weird vibes and I would observe him and she was so young. I don't even remember. I think she was younger than Tristan. And she would say to me, like, Mom, like, he's singing love songs, but he keeps staring at me when he's singing them. And, you know, when we go back to, like, you know, waiting for the parents, um, she said one of my friends saw him and she ran and hid. And just, I don't know. She just always told me she, like, she was young. Like, she didn't know, but she knew enough that she was uncomfortable around him. So I, you know, send an email to, like, I guess, one of the managers. And I was annoyed because they didn't really take it seriously. And then there were a couple of incidents that happened. I'm like, you know what? She's just not going to be part of that activity because I'm not chancing her being uncomfortable. This is her time she should be enjoying with friends. And now she's, like, on edge. So, I mean, it sucked that she had to suffer not have her activity. But, like, her safety was top priority. Oh, yeah. And, Yeah. Well, and even now too, I mean, I'm sure she's much more aware of her body. She's growing into like womanhood. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure you teach her a lot too about how to respect herself and make sure that other people respect her too, right? Yeah. Um, and I, we just brought uh, – we just went to go see that Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. It's all about, you know, becoming a teenager, body changing, you know, interacting with like, you know, boys. And in the movie, they're playing like spin the bottle and – like, seven minute, like two minutes in the closet or whatever. And I'm like, Tavor, have you ever played that? You know, and just, she's like, no. She's like, well, actually on the cruise ship, but like no one did anything. We just like spun the bottle. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to create like an environment for my son. And if one day I have a daughter, just, just my kids in general, that they can – 
like, I want them to be able to talk to mom, like, you know, like to be able to not to be want. I don't want to ever make them feel like they can't talk to me and tell me things, even if they think maybe whatever they did was wrong or they feel indifferent. Like, I just, I want to create that real um, safe, open space. And I feel like that's, gosh, it's such like a, like a fine line to, 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 to walk nowadays. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine like how you have to deal with a 13 year old. That's a girl and social media, because I feel like that's so such a big influence on the kids growing up. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, I always had to remind her, like, I want you to be able to tell me anything. Like, I want you to know like you're safe and don't ever be afraid. Like if someone threatens you, like always, you like always come to us. So Mm -hmm. I always just try to, reiterate like open communication with us like I won't get mad I'd be like upset if you like didn't tell me oh yeah and I you know what I think helps too is being honest with your kids too about whatever they ask you like Mm -hmm. you know if there's if they want to know if I did x y and z back in the day well do you really want to know the truth? You know, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about it. And I think that creates um, a bond and and a, and a trust in the relationship to where they feel now. Okay, you know, maybe mom can relate or she can understand or you know whatever the case is. So, um, and I feel like you can't ever start that you know too young. Like I'm really upfront, honest with Tristan. He's only eight, you know, but I still feel like he catches on really quickly. Hmm. And the things they watch nowadays too, like, and that might be why he's like, I don't know, he's, he feels so safe around everybody. And I think because he watches like these kids on YouTube and they're doing things and it's like, oh yeah, you know, like little does he know, it's like, yeah, they probably have like bodyguards and people around them when they're shooting these videos. Like they're not just like alone, like maybe in once in the beginning when they started their content, but like, you know, it's just, they don't see that though. They just see what's on the screen. Mm Mm-hmm. But I I think there's some really good points, though, that we can leave people with um, as far as how to, you know, keep your kids safe and secure and help them feel open. I know you had a few good points. Did you want to name out a few? Um, Yeah. I mean, teaching your kids to trust their instincts, you know, that it's okay to say no to adults and not worry about upsetting someone and that they're, you know, how they feel and their safety is top priority. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, talking to our kids about strangers, right? Having those honest conversations, what we just talked about. And like I had mentioned earlier, I mean, we talk to strangers all the time. It doesn't mean you just, you just don't talk to strangers necessarily. I think they just need to become aware of, okay, I, until they earn my trust, you always have to be on guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that goes with, you know, teaching them to be assertive. I remember I must have been maybe five or something. I was playing out my front lawn and a car, like it was like a station wagon pulled up like in front of me. And there was someone in the back there trying to like motion me. Like they're probably asking me if I want candy or whatever. And I remember I stood up and I'm like, I screamed like, no. And I like ran in the house. So and that was yeah. because my mom always said, don't ever talk to strangers. And if you see someone run, so we have to drill that in them like from a young age. It's so funny that you bring that up because I remember it being drilled in my head when I was in school. And I was asking Tom this yesterday when all this was going down. I'm like, do they teach kids anymore? Like what to do when like someone's trying to talk to you? Like they used to tell us like, 
if you're walking home and someone tries to talk to you, knock on the doors, ask for help. It's mm-hmm. like something like make a scene. Like I remember that being drilled into my head and I'll never forget one time I was walking home and I was in the fifth grade and it, it, I had to put it to the test. Like there was this car and it kept circling around. Like it went up the street and down the street and he would stop and he was taking pictures and then he would take off. And so I kept walking and then he came back again, took a picture out of his window and drove off again. And so at that point I started kind of getting like, like a little warm, like I was like freaking out. And then again, the third time, but this time it was like, I was about to cross an intersection and he was like right there at the intersection. So if I try to walk past him, he could have probably like ran me over and did whatever he wanted. Oh my God, Anna, I'll never forget. I was so freaking scared. And like, he stopped and he told me like the nastiest thing. Oh no. And I just booked it. I was so scared. And I ran to the house right there at the corner, banged on the door. And because I guess he saw that like I booked it and I was like banging on doors, he like sped off so fast. Oh, and then nobody answered the door. No one answered the door. I went to the next house. Nobody answered the door. A car was driving and I was like, stop, hello, help, something. And she waved at me and kept driving. I'm like, I was so out of my mind, scared, and nobody answered the door. So wild. One of my friends out of nowhere, like a freaking like angel or something, came riding his bike and saw me like freaking out and running. And he was like, I'll never forget his name. His name was Adam. And he was like, I don't know, like, dude, like, what's wrong? What's happening? And I was like, oh my God, this car was taking pictures of me and tried kidnapping me, and no one's answering the door. And so he walked me home. He walked me home, super grateful. I was by myself at home. I think my brother was like at baseball practice or something. My mom wasn't home. My dad wasn't home. Like I was all alone. So I called my grandparents um, and they came right away, you know, to come stay with me until my mom got home. We ended up calling the police that night, making a police report, blah, blah, blah. And then my teacher ended up walking me home for the rest of the school year because I literally lived right down the street from the school. So it was super easy, but she walked me home and I'll never forget, dude. Like she walked me to like the front lawn and then I walked up to the front door and there was a little crazy, weird sticky note with like this eerie smiley face on it and was like, I'll find you or some weird shit like that. It was weird. Wow. Like it was freaky. Like even saying out loud, I'm like, is that real or did I make it all up? But no, it was real. But I never told my mom about that note though. Oh my God. I never told her about that note because like love my mom, but I just think things were just different back then. And she just didn't understand what was going on. I think she thought I was lying about it all. And this is what I say about wanting to create that open space with like my son that I don't ever want him to feel like he can't talk to me mm-hmm. because I feel like growing up, I was always really scared to bring things up after that moment because I didn't feel like anyone had my back. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, crazy trauma. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank God for being able to be walked home safely after that. And <laughs> now you took that action to run, and that's that was enough to scare that guy off. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, you know, same. so same thing with telling your kids about, you know, being assertive, talking to strangers. And then I think another good one is setting boundaries. Um, which kind of goes into, you know, who they can talk to and, and what they can allow, right? Like when too much is too much. 
Um, and then monitoring their online activity goes back to what we were talking about, social media. I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like when Tristan gets a little bit older, but even now as a kid, like I have to monitor what he's watching, you know? Yeah. Um, there's just so much out there. It's nuts. I know. I mean, don't worry. I mean, she gets kind of mad when I take her phone on occasion. Like it's not all the time, but like occasionally I just have to check up and see what conversations are and just to make sure everything is like kosher. There's no like weirdos contacting her on Snapchat. And she's at the age now too. Like she'll block someone if she doesn't recognize them or gets like, you know, just doesn't know them. So. Yeah. Good. That's so good. You're raising such a good girl. I think that's all you can do is just like set the example, have real conversations and hopefully they just follow suit. Yeah. And, and for our listeners, if you have any tips on how to keep your kids safe or, you know, definitely drop in the comments. We would love to protect our kids as much as we can. <laughs> yes. And definitely we'd want to, we want to share all of that with everybody because all we can do is just raise awareness about it. And, um, I appreciate everyone listening in to this very vulnerable episode. So <laughs> take care, everybody. Bye.